So I want you to turn with me to Proverbs 26 and Revelation, then Revelation chapter 3. Next, Proverbs 26, just a few, three verses here in Proverbs 26. Now this is generic language, so ladies, you're not off the hook. Verse 20, I'm sorry, verse 12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. So here's a man, he may be wise, but he may have grown wise in his own eyes. Or he may not be wise, he's just wise in his own eyes. Self-deception. Then down at verse 16. The slugger is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Seven men come to this lazy guy and they render a wonderful, clear, inarguable response for him and he has an answer for every one of them. He's wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. All right, now Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. We're used to reading this account of Laodicea, and I want you to not just go to your traditional thinking of how you view it. They were this way, they were this way, they were this way. The way they were and the specifics were symptoms uh, of a more fundamental problem. 14 through 18, Revelation 3. By the way, new Bible readers, it's not revelations. It's revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 14, And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. Now note, Jesus said that to all seven of the churches. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, here's not condemnation, it's accurate diagnosis. You're lukewarm. Because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, here's self-deception. I am rich, I have prospered, I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may not be naked any longer but clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen Now pause a moment. Don't think in terms of physical nakedness. It was spiritual nakedness. It means 
Their needs were so big, though they didn't see them, their, their needs were obvious to others, open and evident, clearly seen by others, but not by them. That's the nakedness here. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. If you've been here since Friday night, we thought about you and your Bible. Then we thought about you and your church. You and the Holy Spirit. But think about this. The Bible, your church, the Holy Spirit. The goal is to help us truly see ourselves accurately and be changed. Because if, if we're self-deceived, we won't change. Our eyes need to be open to our present real condition. So I want to speak this morning on you. I'm talking to you. You and your blind spots. Now, a dear friend recently said to, my, said to me, what if you don't have any? He or she who sees no present need, real tangible need, has the biggest blind spot of all. What are yours? What I want you to go away with today is a fresh, real honesty with yourself about you, about your relationships. And I want you to say to yourself, Christ wants you to say to yourself, you have blind spots. And the very fact that they're blind spots means you don't see them. My eyes need to be open. Lord, show me please. Recently, I saw an area in my marriage, there were things that I was afraid to share, not not secret bad things, but things I was afraid to share with Linda because I was afraid it would bring undue pressure on her. She doesn't feel well. She, there's needs always there. And I said to myself, you know, I don't need to burden her with that. And so while there's an element of truth there, I used this rationalization to say, I won't, I won't share that. And we were going to go Valentine's Day out to dinner. And on the way, I said, it's wrong for me not to be transparent with her. I'm going to share. I felt moments of being a coward. I said, I'm going to face it rather than fear it. I've got a wife who loves me. She'll listen. And so over dinner, I shared the situation. 
There's these things I've been afraid to share. And furthermore, I haven't always been transparent in 40 years. Sometimes I fear sharing because I fear it'll disappoint you. Or I fear sharing because I think you'll be upset at me. And honey, I'm sorry. We talked for an hour and it was sweet. She never once got upset. She, all she did was love me and we had a fresh bonding and communication that was a new threshold. It was a blind spot I had had. And the Lord made me face it and it was relationally hurting things. And when I faced it and I owned it, it brought our relationship to a new level. Blind spots. What are yours? We all have them. Now here in Revelation 3, six, five of the seven churches had need for change. They had gone wrong. They had declined. They were deceived. They were desensitized to some things. They had clouded vision. And pride had blinded them. Three years ago, driving at night one night, I, I had the thought, why did they change these road signs? They made them smaller. <laughs> they made them harder to read. And then I, I realized, man, my Bible, the, the letter's too small. I got a bigger one, wasn't big enough. I finally went to a bookstore and I got a, not just a large print, I got a literally a super a giant large font. You could read it from across this room almost. And I had, I had to read it and I realized my vision suddenly in the last six months, this eye was cloudy, this eye was following fast. I said, I've got to go to my friend in Amarillo, Texas. He was an eye surgeon. We knew each other in high school. He's done 85,000 eye surgeries. I said, well, I think I can trust him. I went, he did... Cataract surgery on both my eyes, painless, 45 minutes total, and I saw clearly. Colors were brighter. I could read road signs. I wasn't a danger to the public driving at night anymore. <laughs> I had a problem, and I had to face it, and I dealt with it. And I wear these glasses because I have astigmatism, but not because of bad vision. So... I had to deal with my blind spots. Now, you and I will not go on with God. And we will not have good relationships with others if we have blind spots that we won't face and deal with. That's just the bottom line. You can read your Bible all day. You can pray like Ravenhill. And you will not prosper if you have blind spots that are hurting you from seeing things you need to see and that are hurting relationships that need to be good. Here was the seven churches' problems, or five of them. Ephesus had left its first love. Christ comes and says, you got a, we've got a problem. You've got a problem. I have this against you. Smyrna had no outstanding need, so no problem was addressed. Philadelphia and Smyrna neither were confronted or rebuked. Pergamum, the Lord said, I have these things against you. You have a problem, it's these things. 
Thyatira, I know your works, and I know you're excelling in these areas, but you have a real need. It's this. Sardis, there's this need. Your public reputation is a sham, and it is not true to what is private and real. You have a need. Philadelphia, no need. Laodicea, six ways Laodicea could not see their true condition because they had blind spots. The blind spots are the root cause of the symptoms. The Lord said, you're lukewarm and you say, I'm fine. You're in a wretched condition, you say, I need nothing. Modern paraphrase, how you doing? Doing good, praise the Lord. Really good. I have a friend. I better not tell it publicly. Great terminal disease. Called him. The other day, the man was on my heart. And I said, I just called to check on y'all. See how she's doing. And... He said, all's well, doing great. It's a denial because it's the hyper-faith prosperity confessionism. Couldn't face reality. Unless God has mercy, I'll be at their funeral in coming weeks. Doing good, praise the Lord, we're, we're good. You're poor and you say you're rich. You are blind and you say, I need nothing. There's no need that I see. I see everything clearly and accurately. That was their attitude. The issue in all cases was really not the specifics. Those were symptoms of the root cause. The root cause in all was they were blind in areas that they did not see themselves and their need the way they were seen by the Lord and even by others. Blind spots are areas we don't see and we, we're not aware of. And even when others point them out, we can't see it or we won't own it. That same wife I was talking about earlier, sometimes she'll say, Honey, I think you're gaining a little weight. I'll say, No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Surely not. I feel good. When we look at ourselves in the mirror, we don't see ourselves the way others see us. I hate hearing my own voice on a sermon or a tape because I sound horrendous to myself. But right now I don't sound horrendous because I don't hear myself rightly. You don't see yourselves the way others see you. It's simply true. What others see about you especially if they love you and they love the Lord and they care about you. What they see is what's real, not what you perceive. The Laodiceans, the two root issues was blindness in certain areas that comes from self-deception 
and therefore their nakedness was apparent to all. They were so needy, and they didn't see it. But the need was so apparent, what really was going on, anybody who knew them and loved them, it was naked and open to all. Now, you know, Proverbs describes many kinds of people. It's really a study to go through Proverbs and make a list of all the kind of people that are described. Here's just a few. The wise and the foolish, those who plan evil, liars, deceitful ones, prudent, diligent, lazy, violent and peaceful, proud and arrogant, greedy, beautiful and dumb women, and beautiful and vain women. I'm not adding to the Bible. It's right in Proverbs. Unfaithful and faithful people. You get it. Descriptions of how they are. Because the fact is, we are known by what we are. You are what you are and nothing more. And others see what we are because we live it and we can't hide it. Though we may be self-deceived, it comes out. Proverbs 26, 12, a man wise in his own eyes. He may be a wise man, but now he sees it and he, that's his badge. Or a man who is not wise except in his own eyes. Like somebody said about someone one time wanting to be famous. He's a legend in his own mind. Proverbs 26.16 The slugger is wiser than seven truly wise men who can give him an answer. He's got an answer to deny, deflect, dodge, resist. Deception, Charles said one time in a message, deception is when you're sure you're right and you're wrong. Now think of that. You're sure you're right and you're actually wrong. Self-deceived into not seeing what's obvious. Now just think about these kind of things. The drunkard or the alcoholic. The abusive person. The control freak. The perfectionist. The legalist. The image keeper who appears one way outwardly. And that's not what they truly are. But they have to keep up the image. Non-relational people who won't let anyone in, really. They are a locked vault. Excuse makers, workaholics, cold, business-like, non-relational dads and husbands who don't connect with their children and don't ever communicate anything. I called two of my children this week because I realized I hadn't called them in a long time. I called them and I got a fresh connection with my oldest son, Philip. There's all kinds of people who have these big problems and the problems persist because God speaks and wisdom cries out and a sermon comes and a friend speaks and those who know you and love you pray And areas don't change because you have blind spots. And you put blinders on. It's a willful blindness sometimes. 
Peter did not see himself accurately. He was being one way and was blind to what was really true about himself. He rebukes the Lord about the cross. And then he denies the Lord three times. Real blind spots. And after Pentecost, Paul calls him out. says, you're denying the gospel. You're compromising. The best men can have blind spots. The godliest missionaries can have blind spots. I think C.T. Studd had a blind spot. He lived apart from his wife for 13, 14 years, and they saw each other one time. So she could run the mission while he was in Africa. I just think that's a blind spot. And I love that biography. Naked. Others see the real. It's obvious and it's not hidden. So I want to ask you today, do you have blind spots? Can you be honest with yourself about what they are? Can you face them? Can you own them? Can you stop and say, this is a a roadblock, this is a boulder from hindering my progress. I've got to face it. I cannot be in denial about it. God is speaking to me about it. I've got to deal with it. That's the way to make progress. Honesty with God, honesty with yourself. Are you teachable? Because God will use others. I've had my elders come to me sometimes and say, Mac, you shouldn't do that. We don't think that's wise for you to do this. I'm the oldest. All right, I got a choice, don't I? Who do y'all think you are, you young whippersnappers? <laughs> I can't say that to Philip Neely, but I got a choice. Am I going to live the Christian life? Am I going to be real and live it and practice what I preach? I listen to them and I say, okay, I'll submit to you. I don't quite see it that way. But they were right. Our perception is clouded, usually about ourselves. And when others who love us see us and speak into our lives about something, we better be sure to be honest and face the fact they're seeing what's probably true and I'm not seeing it. Because they wouldn't be sharing it with you if they didn't love you. Faithful are the what? Wounds of a friend. Kisses and flatteries, deceitful. Are you teachable? Are you approachable? Today, are you possibly wrong in areas you don't see? Are you correctable? Men, when your wife shares something that they see, do you get self-defensive? Do you get defensive? It, it, I, I can't mark the year, but I was at least three decades into marriage before I stopped being defensible when Linda would share something with me. Grow up. I mean, come on. She loves me more than anybody. She knows me more than anybody. Why can't I just listen? She might be right. And I learn 
Yeah, she she's right most of the time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying uh, anything other than those closest to you, your husband, your wife, when they share things, don't get defensive. Just listen. How defensive of a person are you? Are you open to others pointing out to helping you with blind spots you don't see that are there? Or or do you say, no, I'm good. And you avoid, you're in denial, you go on being needy, and your blind spot is nakedly clear to everybody but you. Romans 2 kind of talks about that, doesn't it? You who teach others, you who say don't steal, don't commit adultery, so we can see needs in others clearly. We have 20-20 vision. And we have spiritual cataracts when we look at ourselves. We see others clearly, but do we see ourselves clearly? Others see clearly what is true about me. Others see us better and more clearly than ourselves. I have known and loved preachers who did not know when to stop preaching. Some of you have seen that. They didn't know when to stop. They didn't have it anymore, the clarity, the, the, and kept preaching, and no one had the courage or loved them enough to go to him and say, Brother, it's time. I told my elders, Don't you let me preach one sermon longer than I can deliver the goods. Don't let me preach. And if I get dementia, You've already heard me say it with a clear mind. Don't let me preach longer than I should. Christ has x-ray vision, right? To the deepest needs of our lives. Leonard Ravenhill helped write a book years ago. Uh, It was called Christ's Paralyzed Church X-ray. You remember that? And he was talking about the seven churches. Christ sees right through perfectly, intimately, thoroughly. He sees every atom of your being and your DNA right now. Your your deepest thoughts before they come, He knows them all together. He sees our motives. Why don't we face Him about our blind spots. Do you know how you would excel and take off in joy and freedom if you let God, by His Spirit, put His finger on your blind spots and let Him deal with them? It hurts. But it's going to hurt worse not to. I may have told this one time. Years ago, I had a kid. I was cooking popcorn one sitting out on the stove. I got distracted and the oil's on fire. Before it was all over, I had second degree burns, both hands on the arm. Big bubbles come up. Aloe vera didn't do the job. <laughs> Went to the doctor. Doctor said, when did this happen? Oh, about nine days ago. He said, why haven't you come before now? He said, I've got to send you down to Parkland Hospital, biggest burn unit in the country. It took me down there. 
They put me on a bed out in the hall. This young doctor that looked like he could be my grandson comes up. Well, Mr. Tomlinson, let me help you with this. He has a tray. He takes a scalpel. He cuts all the bubble off. He takes a brush with some antiseptic soap, and he scrubs every burn. He gave me some morphine. It didn't quite help. <laughs> but you know what? Then he puts in the salve. Revelation 3. Anoint your eyes with salve to see. He puts in the salve. Instantly, the pain was gone for good. Never hurt again. Linda took me to dinner. Downtown Dallas. When the problem... When the blind spot hinders your Christian progress and your relationships to the degree that you have to stop and say, I've got to deal with it. It hurts too much to not deal with it. And you face the pain and the humility of dealing with it. Students, relationship with your parents you've never made right. And it bothers your heart. I'm not talking about drumming up stuff that isn't real. I'm talking about bitterness or this or that. These blind spots that you begin to see. The pain of not dealing with them should become so much that you say, I'm going to face it. I'm going to deal with it. Or the consequences will eat away and there will be further pain and it will never go away. The blind spots never leave. Christ sees right through us perfectly. Let me read a couple of scriptures and then we'll close. Just listen to these. The Bible is your surgical instrument to see yourself in the mirror clearly. And it will point out your blind spots. Are you going to see yourself? The church, one another, your elders, your pastors, the elders and deacons together in their relationships, all of you, the church, God will expose through the church our blind spots. The Holy Spirit will expose them. Proverbs 19.20 says this. Do you have a problem with this or are you quick to be this way? Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom. But if you don't have a heart for that, if you are, I'm good, you're not going to listen to advice or accept instruction. And you're not going to gain wisdom. And then Psalm 139, you know it. There's one verse in the Old Testament that says, What I see not, show me. 
I love that. What I see not, please show me. A heart to have wisdom in the secret heart. Lord, what I see not, show me. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and what? Know my heart. Implication is, I don't know my own heart. Christian has a new heart and a righteous heart. We still don't know our own hearts. There are deposits down within our spirit and our heart, unseen to us. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Test me. Run a test on me. Fully give me, Lord, a a thorough checkup. Some people won't go to the doctor because they don't want to know what they're going to find out or what they'll hear. Try me, test me, and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous, wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Beloved, deal with the blind spots. You won't go on with God if you, if you don't. But dealing with them brings freedom and restored relationships and great fresh reality you've not known, not had, because the blind spots or are the little foxes that spoil the vine. They're the little enemies of your soul that impede your progress. You and your blind spots. How's that relationship going? Let's pray. Father, search us today and know us. Try us. And we know that you have right now, 24-7 in our lives, perfect x-ray vision to the depths of our spirit, soul, body, all that we are, all that is true of us. So Lord, search us and know us. And we ask today that you would open our eyes to see that you would set us free in these areas we don't see. Lord, what we don't see, show us. What we don't have, give us. Where we're inflexible, make us flexible. Work in us. Do this in our hearts. I pray, Lord, this very day could be a day of breakthrough for different ones of us. Lord, have mercy on us. In Christ's name, amen.